0: Welcome to Pilot Boys, where we review the first episode to TV shows, a.k.a. The Pilot. My name is Caesar. My name is Santos. And we are your pilots for today. So, what's up, you little bitch? How you been? What's like a You're, uh, you're leaving soon.
1: I know, I can't wait. I you want excited? to leave already. Going, going to the, oh, Canada.
0: You've been wanting to go for such a long time.
1: I know, since, like, I think since high school, dude. Yeah, you you've know.
0: been talking about Canada for as long as I've known you, pretty much.
1: It's just the closest thing that is in Mexico. Yeah. And I'm just tired of Mexico. Like, I love Mexico. Don't get me wrong. All of its dangers and food and all of that stuff, I fuck with that. But, you know, you know, your boy wants to see something different. You know, maybe uh, go see the Great White North.
0: The next three episodes that we record are going to be pre-recorded because my boy will be out. And about our regular scheduled programming will still be out so don't worry about that to the two of you that are listening uh you know not two. you know what we should be talking about is megalobox 200.
1: yes
0: episode seven is doing numbers my g
1: thank thank you thank you my weaves out there for I know real it's well.
0: I, I thought megalobox was gonna be the one that did the worst Nah. But it turns out that the last one we did Which coincidentally is the worst episode we have ever seen <laughs> But Megalobox is uh, in the 200s now
1: I'm telling you dog! I knew my, my Weave Nation would come through
0: Heikey Megalobox put us We're like at, a, at 400 plays now in total You
1: know what? i almost getting to that 500 So
0: as we do on this show I usually ask you What you have been watching? You little, little freak bitch
1: this week, I finished season one of Steinsgate.
0: Okay. You talked about it last week.
1: I did? Yeah. Oh. It was uh, re- really good. Really good stuff. I didn't think it would make me cry, but it made me cry. Why? What? What's it about again? It's a time traveling one. It's about this guy. He refers to himself as a, like a mad mad scientist. Uh-huh. And he discovers time travel. Oh, uh, okay. Like how to do it. Yeah. And yeah. then... So, one of his colleagues, not colleagues, but one of his friends dies, and he tries to go back in time to fix it, and she keeps dying. So, he, oh. he's, like, constantly going back in time, back in time, back in time, and then it's always something different that ends up happening to her.
0: Yeah, as it does, as what happens with time travel.
1: Yeah, so, and then you find out that there's, like, all these different timelines, you know, the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, tearing up a little bit. Wow. So, yeah, and after, like, five, six years, it's coming back. So, I'm pretty excited for that.
0: That's why you watched it, right?
1: Yeah, that's why I watched it. I I mean, I was already, like, recommended, mm-hmm. like, a billion times by my fellow Weebs. Yeah. But this time, I, like, sat down and watched it because I wanted to keep up with the new season. Gotcha. But uh what about you, uh my fellow pilots? I have
0: been watching I've been watching Dear White People. I watched Again? Well the second season just came out. Oh. It came out on Friday. I
1: still gotta watch that show.
0: Yeah, so I watched the second season of Dear White People and I liked it a lot. But then I started talking to Karen about it and she kinda I'm not gonna say she ruined the show for me, but she pointed out that there was like it was kind of all over the place. And then when she pointed it out to me, I was like, yeah, like I can't, I can't unsee it. Like it was was kind of a mess. I think the show overall has kind of come into itself a little bit. It doesn't feel like they got to make such a grand statement anymore. Like it just feels like now the training wheels are off and they're starting to play with the characters in ways that aren't based on the movie. Because the show is based on a movie that came out a few years ago and then the creator decided to make a TV show. And he pretty much just fleshes out some of the some of the stories in ways that work for a TV show and ways that worked better as a movie. Oh, okay. So, this season is like new, like unfamiliar territory because they, they start to play around with these characters. And it was good. I liked it.
1: You said it was kind of like, she's got to have it, right?
0: Yes. Yes and no. And I'm glad that I'm bringing up these all of these these shows because... I think that right now we're in the midst of a black renaissance in TV. Another show that I've been watching a lot is Atlanta, which we should talk about what Donald Glover is doing for media and what he's doing for black people in popular culture. He recently released a music video called This is America that it's confronting people with the realities of being black in America. It shows gun violence. It shows like dancing. It shows all these things about what black people mean to media in in the current state, in the current culture. And I think this show, the one we just watched, the last OG, or the one we're doing this week, Insecure, Dear White People, She's Gotta Have It, and Atlanta, they all do something different for black culture or for black people in culture. Of all the shows that I just mentioned, I'm a fan of. Except for She's Gotta Have It, I think it's probably the weakest but I think that's okay. I think it's okay that it's the weakest. Like, I just think that we live in a time where I'm just glad that we get to see these shows. Even if they're not great. You know what I'm saying?
1: I do. So you're saying that we wouldn't see these shows 10 years ago?
0: Absolutely not. Especially not... I think out of all the shows that I mentioned, the most complicated is Atlanta. It's not necessarily easy watching. It threw off a lot of people because it, it's a show about black people. But in a way that's not traditionally quote-unquote black like it's not tyler perry it's not like a hood movie it's i hope it's like a weird it's a weird amalgamation of being black
1: when i hear people talking about elena that's the word gets thrown the most in my experience
0: what weird weird yeah and i think that's good because he's always i think donald glover has always wanted to be that like he doesn't he doesn't want to he w- doesn't want to tell simple stories. He doesn't want to tell stories that have already been told. He wants I think he's at a point now where he wants to tell stories that directly come from his life. Mm. Whereas before he kind of played into various forms of blackness. He's in a state now where he's kind of independent. He can tell the stories about himself in a way that he couldn't when he didn't have freedom because I think ultimately he's been in the game for so long that now he has like the freedom to tell these stories that are captivating or more than anything that that are challenging they're not always easy to understand and they're not always easy to tell they're hard to tell sometimes so i think dear white people and all those shows that i mentioned very much fit in line with the show that we're doing today
1: yeah because either like either if you're a hater or a fan of that show that's the word I, I hear the most like oh it's either too weird for me or like oh it's a good weird when
0: you call something weird it says something about your idea of normalcy and I think Donald Glover has always wanted to break that idea particularly for black people because I don't Mm -hmm. think it's that weird I just think that it's not traditional to what we understand as regular storytelling because if this show was about white people it's not weird it's it's absurdist (laughs) we have we have terminology for that because there's a little bit of a class issue with watching things right like yeah and with, by class i mean like people aren't exposed to certain things because people have different exposures we grew up watching hood movies and we also grew up watching like quote-unquote things that come from white culture and if you continue in that line you start to you start to find like yeah you start to find like independent movies and like weird movies and I think this show is kind of like a little independent black film every episode. And I think that, that alienates some people because it, it's it's both a show that's like, it has artistic integrity and it's good writing and it's good acting. It's funny but it's not approachable for everything. It demands a little more of the watcher. So it's gonna throw off some people.
1: The little clips I've seen, it, it looks very stylish to me.
0: It's very very stylish.
1: That's all I've gotten because i've only seen like pictures and like maybe like one minute videos
0: yeah today we are doing the last og created by jordan peele just came off of the the get out fame or get out high My boy
1: just coming out he of, just won uh, an oscar. oscar win for real yeah Re- put some respect massively, on his name.
0: massively talented jordan peele so it's created by jordan peele and john carcieri who has worked on shows like eastbound and down and Oh, like that? Vice Principals. So he's he's been around. He's been doing some some stuff. OG stars Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish. Two comedians that have been pretty big in the game. Tracy Morgan was a lot bigger and then he got in, he had this big accident. He he fell out of fame for a bit until he recovered.
1: Tell me about this accident because I am now hearing about this.
0: So Tracy Morgan got into a really big car crash. Or someone hit his car, large vehicle hit his car, and he was in a coma, pretty much. Oh, wow. And it was pretty... Really? It was almost fatal. Like, he couldn't walk. Wow. It was tough for him, because he, he couldn't do much. And then he finally came back uh, last year year before that. He started doing comedy again. And he started to just do, like, regular comedy shows, where he had to basically... I wouldn't say he had to re-earn his fame, but he... He wasn't at the top anymore because he had to, he had such a big injury, and he—I he, mean—he had a p- pretty big career with Thirty Rock, which is which is funny because Tracy Morgan has been kind of like a like a B list celebrity. No, I would say maybe even like a C list celebrity. And then with, I would say I would say B. Well, okay, he was like a C list, and then with Thirty Rock,
1: he, he became with
0: he became a B for sure. And then he kind of just fell out because he got into that big accident. He he did, wasn't really in much anymore.
1: He's, like, left his SNL shadow, but he hasn't quite, like, reached his full potential as a celebrity.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I just think that... It's not. It's not. I think that he There's probably went to a lot of people that are
1: successful that don't necessarily reach that stardom. Yeah. Like our good old buddy uh, Bill Hader,
0: yeah, and I think that's yeah. that might be purposeful for him too. Well, anyway, so it stars Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish, who's had the biggest year of a comedian last year, like absolutely. She had like a meteoric rise last year with Girls Trip, and with just she got like Groupon endorsements, and she was just all over the place. She even hosted uh, Saturday Night Live. So she was a big deal last year, and people are excited about her. So she, she makes a return to TV. She's dabbled with TV with The Carmichael Show. And to me, that's interesting because she's so big, she's pretty much entered A-list celebrity status. Wow, really? Yeah, and it was very, very quick. She entered kind of A-list celebrity status very quickly, kind of like Cardi B in the hip-hop game. Uh, and she's coming to see. TV. So I think that's interesting and we'll get into that a little bit more in the themes, the premise of the show, I'll let you do the premise.
1: So Tracy Morgan, he plays this guy named Trey who slangs dope. And then he gets caught up. He's about to sell to an undercover cop, gets arrested, gets put in prison for 15 years. He's locked up, comes back and he notices Brooklyn is all gentrified. And uh, he's, it's kind of like, I'm in the future type thing? Yeah, Look, there is a but, little bit of that. Yeah, like, whoa, what is this? Like, freaking Fry in Futurama? Yeah, right? for sure. I definitely think there's a lot of that. That was hilarious. Yeah, so he basically comes back to a gentrified uh, Brooklyn and amazed, or whatever, and uh, he tries to get back the love of his life. He tries to get back the love of his life, which is played by Tiffany Haddish. Her name is Shannon, or Shay. He realizes that she's moved on and uh, she has kids now but spoiler alert they're his kids
0: yeah and then the episode kind of ends
1: that episode ends after that
0: so first impressions what did you
1: think i giggled a bit it wasn't amazing to me Uh uh-huh but i enjoyed it i enjoyed the ride sometimes it it was a little obvious like the kids thing was a little bit oh okay yeah it was kind of basic but done well
0: I think so too and yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it I like the premise of it I like someone who was from old Brooklyn crime ridden Brooklyn or like the street of hard knocks type Brooklyn and then he comes yeah. back to find that he's pretty much his his neighborhood has been taken over by white people <laughs> and I like that premise a lot because I think there's a lot to do with that and I thought that was funny and I thought that it was just genuinely funny I just just think that it could be hard for some people to get into it if they're not familiar with some of the jokes, but I think that the show was pretty funny. I just think that the plot of it, like the way that it was, the way the plot was set out, it's kind of basic. Like it's just a guy who wants to find his family. I just think that what it's situated in is funny to me.
1: Yeah, the little situations he he, he found himself in were probably like the best parts. Yeah. of this episode.
0: You know, and another thing that we should talk about, I guess that they avoided a little bit, was Tracy Morgan got in trouble a few years ago for saying something about his son being gay. So he was doing a comedy bit, and he was like, yeah, if I ever find out my son is gay, I'd probably shoot his ass.
1: Oh my God, he did not yeah, say that. Yeah, he
0: said that, but he's a comedian, and he said that in, like, a comedy space. Oh, okay. And yeah. this was this was before... Culture was where it's at F- now. F- you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. now, if he says that now, he would have he would have been killed pretty much. But yeah. he said it at a time where it, culture wasn't as PC as it is now. And that's not that's not knocking PCness necessarily. I'm just saying that like that he escaped it a little bit. So in this episode, there is there's two gay dudes and they're dressed up in like hip-hop apparel where like they're (laughs) like New York East Coast kind of hip-hop apparel and he thinks as soon as he gets out of jail that they're like slanging, like they're banging and shit. So he goes up to them and they just kind of stone face look at him, and then it turns out that they're just tourists who are using that aesthetic to look cool and it's just two gay dudes. And I think if this show had come out at a different time they would have said something about they would have they would have commented on them being gay, but I think the fact that Tracy Morgan is in it and the fact that he's had a history with like saying some some obnoxious shit with about gay people, I think they they avoided it and I think it was a little obvious because he just kind of looks at them.
1: That you know what now that I know about this, that scene makes a lot more sense for me.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a little funny because you know Tracy Morgan plays like a weird black dude in 30 rock this this to me felt like we're seeing tracy morgan be tracy morgan because if you look at any of his comedy routines or like his stand-up specials this is tracy morgan this is what he's like he's always talking shit and he's kind of loudmouth, and he's kind of like cocky but in 30 rock he wasn't like that at all he was just like this weird black dude who like said really weird shit all the time
1: i would have expected him to say something there like maybe something insulting
0: Yeah, I think so too, but he didn't, and I think that's both, like, that's how they're avoiding addressing what he said Uh. in the past. So anyway, let's get into, let's talk about the style a little bit. So, it's a comedy, and it's on TBS, which uh, gives them a little bit more leeway.
1: So they can say the N-word on TBS?
0: I don't know if they can say it, but I think that what we watched was, like, an explicit episode, but I don't know, because Adult Swim, they say it. And they say it on Comedy Central, too.
1: It must have been uncut version because that was a bit... I don't know. That was, like, the surprise of the episode for me.
0: Yeah, but, I, I mean, I appreciated it because I felt like them saying the N-word is, like, Tiffany Haddish and, and Tracy Morgan, are they use that in their comedy routine all the time. So, to me, it felt like, like it was just, like, a natural extension of, like, their comedy routine. Like, it didn't feel, like, forced where, like, they added it in for no reason kind of yeah um so yeah so it's on tbs so they get some some leeway with curse words at least and i think that the show in terms of tone i like the pivot when he gets arrested and it went from like being kind of a a comedy to like all of a sudden it's kind of dramatic and there was only one moment of that which i appreciated because Like, time started to slow down as soon as he gets arrested. And, like, even the look on Tracy Morgan's face when he gets arrested. He's like, oh, shit. Like, this is it. That's the end.
1: The tone, tone, like, completely shifted after that. Because even, like, the day. It was, like, nighttime when that happened. Yeah,
0: and, like, there there wasn't anything else that was, like, shot like that. Yeah. That was cool. For the first episode, I enjoyed it. And I think it sets it up pretty nicely. It gives you a picture of what the state of Brooklyn was back then. Even though, to me... And this is me reading into it but it felt like it was in suspended animation it was kind of like instead of them recreating what brooklyn actually was it felt like they were we were looking at someone's recreation of what brooklyn actually was back in the day like it felt a little fake in some ways but it also felt rooted in what it actually was like an estimation of what it actually was rather than a recreation
1: as soon as i saw him like uh surprised like the way he saw everything the buildings the people i just initially thought oh we're gonna get a lot of flashback episodes yeah
0: like a lot of flashback scenes and I think that that's I'm okay with that because I think that helps the audience understand what Brooklyn used to be like
1: it helps I think the character mostly okay
0: but how did you feel about
1: it oh I thought it was good no uh, problems with it but um I think it's gonna help it's gonna help Trey the most just because you'll see like the layers and depths they go into him yeah because he he's obviously gonna change because they already sparked the change when he saw his children
0: yeah and i think they they set up the foundation that he's willing to change i guess we can start talking about one of the things that i noticed right away is that they presented trey as someone who was conflicted between the streets and like wanting a life he wanted a life girlfriend, with his girlfriend
1: domestic partner
0: yeah and i think that's something that makes sense for someone that was coming 15 years ago in in brooklyn like Being from Brooklyn 15 years ago, it makes sense that you were slinging dope. And it makes sense that you were doing shit like that. Because that was just the reality of being from Brooklyn. And the fact that he was caught up doing that instead of, like, doing what's right for for him and his girlfriend. I think that presents, like, a character that's interesting to me. Because it shows that, yes, he wants better for himself. But he's still caught up being in the streets.
1: Mm, Okay. I want to get to the episode where Shannon becomes like an activist like how she got there that's what i want to see i want to see like when she met the white guy
0: yeah i think that'll be funny i thought the, the humor was funny like when uh when she makes out with the white dude and like oh, her lips shit. were all over his ass
1: yeah that was hilarious that shit was hilarious. i thought it was hilarious when he, the friend runs over the 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 investor <laughs> oh my dude <laughs> I was fucking cracking up. That was the best. Going from
0: him being someone that's caught up, uh, the way he tries to, it's kind of, there's a little bit of a redemption arc as he tries to reintegrate back into society. He basically doesn't know what the world was for 15 years because he got locked up. And now he's trying to get back into society. And I think the fact that it's gentrified Brooklyn is one layer but also the fact that he's getting out of jail is another layer because if he had gotten back and it was the same place that he had gotten back to he still would have to find a way to get back into society but the fact that it's a new society like it's the same neighborhood but it's something new it's just like symbolism for the fact that he has to reintegrate into society that he no longer even knows, he's just trying to catch up because he missed out on so much. Like culture has changed and it changed without him. And now he has to find a way to situate himself within it.
1: Do you think that's why they added the the kid? Or is that even a kid?
0: Well I think so. I think I think if you didn't add someone who was like the buffer, then it wouldn't make sense. So
1: Like he's gonna bridge the gap.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Bobby is this kid who was around when Trey got Trey was gonna slang, was was gonna sell dope. Trey was like his hero. Yeah, Trey was Bobby's hero. He comes back as an adult, and he's kind of the 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 mid midpoint between like old Brooklyn and new Brooklyn, because he still sells weed, but weed doesn't he have the same stigma hope. as when it was uh old Brooklyn. So I think that was a smart character choice to make him like the buffer between. He's like the best of both worlds,
1: yeah, because he grew up in both he was like half generation,
0: yeah, but so kind of
1: like how we understand how millennials think because we're kinda in there too,
0: well, we're technically millennials,
1: uh no, fuck you no we're you we mean? are millennials,
0: the people so after us are, are called the uh, gen Z, I think
1: no, I refuse to be categorized no as a millennial. I am a 90s child. No, you're not. Early 2000s. Shut the
0: fuck up. So I think that another thing I want to talk about is the way they talk about Gentrified Brooklyn. It talks about how, like, youth is in a different state of mind uh, than it was for old Brooklyn. And that's because it's the landscape has changed so much. And the, the gay dudes who wear, like, the apparel from quote-unquote old Brooklyn like that's what they were supposed to represent because when Tracy Morgan sees them or when Trey sees them he's like oh those are that's my people right there so he (laughs) thinks he thinks like as soon as he sees out he's like oh finally someone who, who knows where I'm from and I think what what the show is saying by doing that is that people nowadays didn't live old Brooklyn but they still try to act like they're from old Brooklyn even though they don't know what it's like they don't know what's up and I think the show has a pretty good balance between old Brooklyn and new Brooklyn.
1: That's like a style.
0: Yeah. It, it became more of like fetishizing rather than that's what you live. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like these these little cholias on Instagram who who like the chola aesthetic but aren't really cholas. I think another thing that I, I liked is that right away they talk about like his his class. Like they talk about class issues right away like the opening scene is him making like fried food and then on the side he's serving funyuns oh,
1: for real like straight
0: up right away they show you that it's, it's real hard up in these streets like it's it's not easy living in old brooklyn
1: i thought the american idol was a nice touch i think it's so too like it localizes
0: yeah. it as yeah. what 2003
1: yeah not, not only that these people all these people they're just like regular people
0: exactly and i think that yeah. that's what i liked about the show right away because it showed that yes they're broke and yes they don't have a lot of money but yes, they're, they're happy perfect. like they're 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 chilling like they're hanging out like yeah. they're just living their life
1: yeah so i thought that was a that was a pretty nice touch and like you know they had their little like moment where like oh he's gonna win no, she's gonna win like I, I thought it was a nice touch yeah i think so too even his dialogue with the liquor store
0: yeah like, see i think that's something of course the thing that we haven't talked about is that new york is a character i shouldn't even say new york i should just say brooklyn brooklyn is like one of the biggest characters in the show and which just funny because my experience with brooklyn was gentrified brooklyn like brooklyn wasn't street brooklyn brooklyn wasn't like hood brooklyn you know what i mean it was just it was like another little like up and coming neighborhood it was like a i think detriment. when i
1: went it wasn't like that yet
0: okay yeah and i think i think the the scene where he goes into the bodega was perfect because you build yeah. that camaraderie in new york and new york has that that culture the, the bodega culture because you don't have these like big supermarkets the way that we do in la where if you wanted to get shit you had to go to a supermarket yeah. In Brooklyn, you just go to your local bodega, and you just buy shit from there because that's the culture. And I think kind of,
1: kind of how like in Spider Man when Peter talks to the guy.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: The sandwich guy.
0: Yeah, cause he knows he knows what's up.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's that's part. Well, he's from Queens, but yeah, it's, I think it's similar. Like I think bodegas are a, a New York thing.
1: Same bullshit.
0: Nah, yeah. it's different.
1: That's like when people say. Like LA Oh
0: like Anaheim You know what I mean Same bullshit Nah dude Anaheim is not LA Don't ever in your life
1: Same
0: bullshit For real You swear You swear just cause you left the hood All of a sudden Uh
1: I miss my hood though No you don't You're always talking all this shit about it Nah Let me say Let me me put this this bitch on
0: blast He's always talking (laughs) shit about (laughs) Linwood Let
1: me Let me plug this shit in real quick though As soon as I fucking leave Linwood All of a sudden y'all start getting shit like coffee shops fucking balam fucking compton fashion center ain't even compton fashion center anymore
0: i know we got fucking walmart now dude
1: bullshit and i I think that's another thing
0: is that like we're experiencing gentrification now it's it's different because the city that we're from isn't as big as brooklyn and doesn't have the same history we're a small city But, like, it's experiencing small bouts of gentrification. It's experiencing these little small versions of gentrification.
1: Do you want it back to the way it was before?
0: (sighs) I don't know. See, so my issue with gentrification... And this is probably a hot take, but... I am conflicted with gentrification. (sighs) Because as someone who loves to eat... And loves to try different foods... I I I go and buy food from these places, but as someone who cares about like social issues, I feel bad for people whose rent is getting driven up, for people who are getting displaced, and I sometimes I don't like sometimes I won't support a place if they're if they're gentrifiers, but they do it so very obviously and they do it poorly. I think there there's a way to do it that where like as long as you've touched base with the community and you understand that you're in a space that's not yours that's the way to go about it so I, i'm conflicted like
1: aka the place at what
0: local yeah i think local yeah. but see n- no matter what it's always unless you're from that neighborhood you're always an outsider for me i can say that about linwood because i'm from linwood Versus like, I can't say that about Boyle Heights because Boyle Heights is like, you can't say that about us because you don't live where we live. It's a lot easier seeing it from the outside in. Yeah. So I'm conflicted. I don't really know sometimes. Let's, let's jump back into it. I think another thing that I noticed was the issues with race and how class intersects with race. So when we see Tiffany Haddish's job, she works for like an initiative to help the homeless all the people there who were supporting it were yeah it was like rich people like it was very much one of those things and i think you get that when you see tiffany haddish talking to the old donors is like it's people who are doing this because they want to feel better about themselves versus like people who actually care
1: but 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 She's like self-aware.
0: Yeah, I think Tiffany is very self-aware, and she's she's so, out here she's out here playing these white people for that money. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She she playing them. Yeah, so and I and I like that a
0: lot. I like that she was yeah. she was out here playing. Like she knows. And and
1: and, and they and they uh, give it to you that way. They present it that way. Yeah, and I think Tiffany uh,
0: Haddish is closer to Bobby in that she's the best of both worlds. But I think she's a little bit more old Brooklyn than she is New Brooklyn. I just oh, think definitely. she's out here trying to survive. Like I think she's trying to. She's trying to do the best she can in the in the best way that she can and and she's trying to help people, but the way to help people is sometimes you gotta finesse these white people, know what I'm saying? <laughs> finesse. It'd be like that. Yeah. So okay, yeah. so the last thing I wrote down for themes. You know what's what's another remnant of like old Brooklyn? When they're in the park and they're like talking shit about each other, like they're roasting each other? that felt to me like it was it was supposed to be like them like oh look this is how we used to this is how we used to do it in old brooklyn like now everybody doesn't even talk shit about each other like everyone's <laughs> too pc and shit and i kind of like that i kind of like that they did that because they're trying to like i think the show is both trying to situate itself into in, inside of the current culture but also trying to say like yo we're part of the old school like we don't we don't necessarily want to be just like pc
1: yeah but there is something i wanted to talk about sure Recidivism.
0: Oh my god, that was so fucking great.
1: Oh, uh, what'd you think of Cedric in the show?
0: I thought Cedric was funny because like usually Cedric's like whatever to me, but the yeah. when he's like having trouble talking about re- re- recidivism, that was hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Do you think Tracy Morgan is hit or miss, or do you think he's always like he's consistent?
0: i feel like it depends for tracy morgan i feel like when he's in a role where he's kind of leading it's not been a miss but when he's in a supporting role it's kind of like whatever but to be fair i've only seen uh 30 rock and a few of his comedy specials
1: yeah i was hoping that you would you you would have a larger like sample
0: yeah, so yes. I, I like Tracy Obviously, Morgan. Obviously, I don't. Which is, yeah. I mean, part of the reason I wanted to watch it is because Tracy Morgan is in it, but also because I like Tiffany Haddish, and I want to I yeah. want to support her because it's been a while since a black woman in comedy has achieved this height this quickly. So yeah. I want to support her. I want to support everything she does, and yeah. I hope she continues to get work. She's funny.
1: I wish she would put this on Hulu. It's not on Hulu. Yeah. TBS. Get, get on, on it. On
0: all right, let's get into
1: the moment these passengers have longed for. We we, we know what you came onto this flight for, and that is for mm-hmm. the BT. The what? Now, for our listeners who don't know, oh, can you please explain to me what is this uh these BTS you speak of, ladies and gents? boys and girls the bt are the broken televisions. now these televisions are broken why exactly we do not know we don't have the answers to everything
0: we don't know these things sometimes things just work things. out like this you don't need to ask questions
1: just sit down enjoy the ride buckle up yeah. you know, safety first
0: people who ask questions get socked the fuck out like yeah exactly
1: exactly so the broken television's They're they're just a way to rate a show
0: Yeah, do they make sense? We are not here to answer that question
1: We didn't go to the BT's The BT's came to us Yeah,
0: we didn't go to
1: school We dropped out, we're fucking dumb Anyway, guys Just enjoy the BT's for what they are
0: I went first last time So my friend, let me ask you
1: How many broken televisions Is this show? Good, me bad, that, and give the me that!
0: Give me that! Give me that! Good, good! Give me the good, the, good, the good, bad,
1: good, and good, the good,
0: schmug. Good, good. I'm going to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you're lolling. I'm gonna go 3.5. Really? Yeah, 3.5, three, 3.6. Okay. Well, walk me through it. Yeah. All right. So I liked, I liked the layers of Trey. I I I enjoy like his like he's he's obviously not the greatest person, but he's trying. Yeah, he's trying, and you can tell that Shay, that's your name, right? Yeah, Shay. Shay is his like his light, his like beacon of hope. Yeah, type thing. It's kind of what humanizes him. So, and you also his kids, like you can tell that they're gonna make him a better person. But I also like the layer in which the, he obviously has... He's probably had a tough upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I'm hoping they get into that. I'm more excited for his backstory than anything. Okay. Than where he goes from here.
0: Yeah, and you're excited for Shay, right?
1: I'm definitely excited for her. I want to see... <laughs> I want to see her finesse these white people in action. I want to see all of that. real, dude. I want to I see her get down with that shit. I'm here for that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm here for that. I really liked there's potential with her Her new husband, boyfriend, Yeah. domestic partner. You know, he didn't have a lot of lines, but that one line he had, he nailed it. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, he was pretty funny. Pretty fun dude. I would, the dynamic between Trey Uh
0: huh.
1: that has potential. Yeah, I think uh, so too. So it, there's some pretty exciting spots. The one thing I probably didn't like, I felt like a bit, sometimes that was a little predictable. Like the situations where he was getting himself into were a little, little like, oh, okay, not surprising. Not, maybe I was expecting a little bit more since Jordan Peele is on this. I don't know if I have Jordan Peele on a pedestal because of his previous work. Yeah. There's a lot of potential here. And I think 3.5 is a fair score.
0: Okay. Alright, so I think I agree with most of what you're saying. But I I disagree. I, I, I think the fact that, yes, it is a little basic. But the fact that it's situated in a setting that is symbolic of both people getting out of prison... But also people who are waking up in a place that no longer seems like home to them elevated the show a lot for me. And I think it, it's a smart premise. I enjoyed seeing Tracy Morgan's return to TV. I thought that was pretty pretty great. And I think he's a funny dude. And I think his like raunchy attitude fits well in this setting. Like it makes sense that he's the guy who's coming back. Because he he seems like a grump. I like Bobby as a buffer between old Brooklyn and New Brooklyn. And I also liked that it was situated in New York cuz I mean, I thought it was I thought that was funny. I thought it, it felt like it was really New York. I'm I'm glad that Jordan Peele is returning to TV too cuz he hasn't done any TV since Key and Peele, which I was a huge fan of. And now he's returning to TV in a way that I appreciate when people who get success outside of TV still come back and like acknowledge that this is a medium that shouldn't be looked down on the way it used to be looked down on when Hollywood was dominating everything. So I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm just happy to see Tiffany Haddish because she was always funny and she's great. To me, it's a four, for sure. It's like a solid four. Jesus. I didn't give it a higher score. Or The reason what brings it down for me a little bit is that it felt like such a short episode. I feel like it, did. it didn't feel like a complete pilot. It felt It felt kind of cut short a little bit.
1: They cut a lot of shit. I think. Yeah,
0: it felt like this should have been. I mean, they're probably they're probably gonna like continue the story in the second episode a little better, but it felt like the story of the first episode didn't finish. So that that brings it down a little bit for me. So I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it, and I actually laughed.
1: Yeah, I laughed too. I enjoyed it a lot. Too.
0: When she when he fucking plays uh since you've been gone.
1: Oh, that was a nice touch. That was hilarious, and especially because it goes back
0: to, to the, the American, American Idol, Idol thing. Yeah. Yeah, the writing was, was cool.
1: good. Yeah, the rain was good.
0: Let's get in to the predictions. How long do you see this show lasting? I'm gonna say a four still. How long do you see this show lasting?
1: It has too much potential to be cancelled, I think.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of good things. It has it has a
1: lot going for it, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of people involved. Yeah, there's a lot of people involved. This can't this can't be no two season like hidden gem bullshit. Nah. This, this this is not it. No, I think it. there's
0: there's too much going in.
1: Yeah, I also feel that uh, Tracy Morgan's return to television will also keep viewers. I think so too. That's that's a big deal as well, and the 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 rising star known as Tiffany Haddish, uh huh, will also keep it going.
0: I think so too, but I also think that that could affect it negatively. Because oh, because like she's so big,
1: getting ridden off
0: yeah like she's so big that she just needs to leave kind of thing
1: i mean also jordan peele will probably eventually move on to.
0: yeah i think so too and that that's that sucks with like people who are good creators because they end up leaving a show that they created like abrams creates a bunch of shit but he's never there anymore like he just leaves
1: yeah it's just these people the more successful they get it's just there's a lot of stuff to balance. Okay. I think five. Five is five? A safe. Okay. okay. Four, five. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, five. I don't know what's TBS's history. TBS. They have Cougartown. Have... Cougartown and Town. I don't. I don't know anything about Angie that Angie but...
0: Tribeca. They have a few shows under the belt, but not too much.
1: You know what? Four, four, four. Okay. Four is a safe, safe for me. All right. Thing. I think uh,
0: I think I agree with most of what you're saying. Like, I think there's too many people involved for this show to fail after the, in the first season. So I'm gonna say that it's gonna be like three to four, because I think there's gonna be there might be some issues with creative people and like massively talented creative people being involved and leaving. I think once Jordan Peele starts to do his next project it might suffer a little bit and that's not to say that he's gonna continue to be on the show i just think that he's gonna leave and then the show's gonna not gonna be the same and i think tiffany haddish might leave too because she's pretty big so the things that make the show good might be it's undoing at some point so i'm gonna say three seasons i think that's safe but overall i enjoyed the show i thought it was really enjoyable it's a fun little show
1: definitely just a quick two shout outs on my part sure quick little shout out to my boy jorma for real from the lonely island yeah for the lonely island shout out to tracy morgan though for real yeah after coming back from his his injury accident that's pretty cool yeah Uh, you know i think so too
0: so this show was enjoyable you guys should definitely check it out if you if you need something to watch and you want a quick little watch i definitely think you should you should check it out because i think this show deserves to be on the air it's a dope little show.
1: There's only one problem. TBS, Hulu, get to it. Come on. TBS, like, for real. Like, could for be, real.
0: like TBS could be stupid.
1: Like this show. Come on. for you real. You have like, too many talented people on this show not to, like, market it on Hulu. For real. All right. That's it, my friend. So, that's it. We got a busy uh, week ahead of us. For oh, real. Oh, 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 oh. Sayonara, passenger.
0: This was Pilot Boys. I guess.
1: No, you know what though? Quick shout out to us because next week we'll be filming or recording episode 10. Damn. That's kind of a little little milestone there. For real. All right fam, I'll see All you. All right, peace. Bye.